Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. We thank you all for joining us tonight on Young Men and Women and God Worldwide Ministry as we are continuing our women's revival for this month of April called How to Survive the Struggle. By God, God is good. And I just want to thank everyone that's on the line tonight. It's, um, it's uh, Pastor uh, Neil here. Yes, ma'am, I'm on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you doing, woman of God? I am well, thank you. Thank you. Amen. How about yourself? Doing well, doing well. So we're going to go ahead and get started. We thank everybody that's on the line tonight. Um, in the absence of Pastor Carpenter on tonight, um, just keep the man of God in prayer, my God. So we're going to go ahead with God's work because the devil don't have no authority in the name of Jesus. He don't get no glory, no nothing. What he tries to hinder, my God, has already been counseled in the name of Jesus. So tonight we're going to go ahead and start off with prayer. And um, after we have uh, prayer, we're going to go ahead and let the woman of God introduce herself. And we're going to go straight on into the word. Because if there's anybody else on the line that's like me, there's nothing like the word of God. And at the end, um, if time permits, we will do um, announcements. So um, we thank you on tonight. We're going to go ahead with prayer. I'm most kind and I'm most gracious, Father God. We come tonight, Father God, to say thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we come tonight, Father God, just to glorify your holy name, God. Just to magnify your holy name. To lift your name on high, God. And, Lord, we thank you right now, God, as we glorify your name, God. We magnify you, God, because you're worthy, God, to be praised, my God. Oh, God, we thank you, God, for how you kept us safe throughout the day, God. We thank you how you provided for us, Father God. Oh, God, we thank you, hallelujah, how you woke us up this morning right on time, God. Oh, God, tonight we come standing in the need of prayer, Father God. Oh, God, come, we come tonight, God, asking that you would touch Pastor Carpenter right now in the name of Jesus. God. Oh, God, you know all about him, Father God. God, you know what he's going through right now, Father God. So, God, we know you to be a healer in the name of Jesus. We know you to be the great physician, and God, we thank you right now, God, as we glorify your name, Jesus. Oh, God, we ask you to touch the woman of God that's going to bring forth the word of tonight, God, that will pierce our hearts, Father God, that will make us walk right and talk right, God. Oh, Lord, we thank you right now, God, for your few humble servants, God, that did not count it robbery to come on the line tonight, God, to hear a word from you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and we bless your name tonight, God. We glorify you because you're worthy, God, to be praised, God. And we bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 Once again, hallelujah. We thank you for coming on to young men and women in God's ministry. Tonight we have an awesome woman of God, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself in her own way. And after that, she will... You will hear the voice of this great woman of God, and she will be used to have a spirit of effort to you. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to first say good evening. I'm going to ask that everyone can please mute their phones. If you don't mind, please muting your phone just so I don't get the feedback so it doesn't distract me during the time of the message. Thank you so very much. Well, you know, first I want to give a shout-out to the 
to the man of God, to the founder of this ministry, and that is Reverend Dave Carpenter, as uh, Minister Robin uh, so eloquently uh, talked about him and introduced him before me. I just wanted to give him a shout-out, and I just want to tell you real quick that I had the pleasure of meeting uh, Reverend Carpenter approximately six years ago, and I met him through a friend of mine that's from my home church back up north, and my friend was connected with a network of pastors, and he was actually one of their colleagues. Well, way back then, Reverend Carpenter used to be over a singles ministry, and um, he used to run the singles ministry. And during that time, he actually had me to uh, speak to his singles ministry. And ever since then, we've just been kind of connected. And over the years, he would occasionally um, ask me to minister for him, and I would do so whenever he'd ask. So I just want to let you guys know that I do have a a heart for the young men and women's ministry. I love Reverend Carpenter. He's really wonderful people. I've had the pleasure of meeting uh, his brother and and, and his family, uh, the the bishop and his family, and I just just wanted to give him a shout-out. And um, I just wanted to also just take the time to honor him in his absence and to let you know that I am in prayer for your leader, and I am declaring healing in the name of Jesus, and and I want to remind you guys that there is nothing too hard for God. So I believe that Reverend Carpenter will be back on this call in no time because I believe that healing is his portion. Amen? Well, just a very quick introduction to me. I don't want to talk about myself long, but my name is Mia Houston, and um, I'm in ministry myself. My husband and I both are in ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I am the founder of Secret Place Lady Ministries, which is actually a, a ministry formed directly for women. And um, we have many branches of that ministry, and we just recently added a branch for little ladies, for young girls from the ages of 8 through 16, and we will be kicking that off in the next couple of weeks. But just, uh, you know, I, I could read my bio, but I'm not going to do that because I don't believe that I'm much of a stranger to this ministry. You guys can all feel uh, free to follow me on all social media. I'm on all social media as my name, which is Mia Houston, and I spell my Mia, N-E-A, and my last name is Houston, like the city. So I would love to have you. I would love to add you as a Facebook friend. I would love for you to follow our ministry, and it's not in any way to take away from anything that young women and men's ministry is doing, but I believe that the Bible says that one plant, one waters, and God provides an increase. So I believe that in this world we live in that you can't have enough Jesus and you can't have enough people that want to share the word with you, want to be an encouragement to you. So I would love for you guys to even connect with me, even if you just follow me on social media and just read my posts sometimes and maybe it's something that can encourage you, all right? Well, before um, I go, I want to read the topic. When I... Minister Dave, excuse me, Reverend Dave, reached out to me. He told me, he said, the topic of the woman's ministry, because uh, he actually asked me back in December to do this. He said, I'm planning my calendar for, the, for next year, and I know we're going to do our revival around August, our women's revival. And Minister Robin and the ladies, we want you to do it. 
And I said, well, you know I'm there if you ask me. And so it was more recently where he sent me a text and he said, oh, the, the theme of it is survive, um, how to survive the storm. And I had to chuckle when he sent me that and when he texted me that, and I'm going to tell you why. You know, God is such an on-time God. And this particular day, I had to be at work at 1 o'clock that afternoon. But on this particular day, it was like I had did some things around the house, and the Spirit of the Lord just started talking to me about the storms of life. And God just showed me a vision and gave me an analogy, and it was just like God said, just write it down. And so I took out my computer, and I just started typing about the storm. And God was just giving me this stuff, and I typed it. And then I actually added it to my website. And it's so funny because right after I did it, it was probably not more than 48 hours later, Reverend Carpenter sent me the text and said, you know, um, yeah, I know you're still doing it, but here, this is the the topic or the title um, or the topic, rather, of our women's revival. And I said, wow, Lord, so you gave me that message, really, for young men and women's ministry. So I believe that that word that God gave me that day before I went to work is just for you. I believe that this word is going to be a word in due season just based even on the mere timing of it. Amen? So we're going to go ahead and jump in. Um, now, I just want to tell you all in advance, I'm, I'm a straight shooter and, and and I can be kind of real sometimes, so I hope you don't take offense to that. Um, so I, I'm just going to go ahead in and just, just teach it like I feel it, if that's all right. But there are times when it may seem as though the stuff that hit the fan. You know, it seems as though whatever can go wrong has gone wrong. You feel like if just one more thing happens, if one more thing pops off, I'm just going to lose it. Well, life happens, okay? Every day can't be and every day won't be a sunny day, okay? Every day is not going to be that lovely walk in the park kind of day. People will disappoint you. People will annoy you. The car will break down. A bad medical report can even come. Finances can get off whack. Your bills can pile up. You can even get an eviction notice. Relationships can fail. You know, he can break up with you. All kind of uncertainty can arise. Anything that you consider trouble can happen at any time. And I tend to, 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 say that I've been there a time or two. You know, as as a human being, I can honestly admit that I've been through some times where my money wasn't right, and, and I've been through some times where some people have disappointed me. I've even had car trouble. I've had everything that I just named to you, I've been broken up with before. My heart has been broken, and I've had medical reports that have concerned me. And you know what else? uncertainty has even plagued my life a time or two where I didn't really know which direction to take. I was confused. I just didn't know what to do. So 
So with that being said, events like these are called the storms of life, okay? They're called the storms of life. And I believe that they're called the storms of life because they affect your life in like manner. They come out of nowhere, just like storms do. When they come in, they change the climate of your current existence. When, when these storms of life show up, you don't know how long they're going to last. And, and when these storms of life show up, you don't even know what the lasting effects of these storms will be. You don't know what kind of damage they're going to leave in your life. Storms cause turmoil, okay? And turmoil can be described as extreme disorder and confusion. So, so how do we deal in the midst of this extreme disorder and this extreme confusion? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I'm here to tell you how to deal with this turmoil, how to deal with these storms of life. We deal by using the P4 method. And I want you to know I was under the unction of the Holy Spirit when I wrote this about a month ago. We deal by using the P4 method. Now, what is the P4 method, Elder Nia? Well, I'm about to tell you. The P4 method is something that I want you to take note of. There are four Ps that will help you to survive the storm. The first P, and I hope you're taking notes, write this down. The first P is pause. Pause. That means to stop. Take a moment, collect your thoughts, okay? You don't want to be emotionally driven. You don't want anger and confusion and sadness and fear and panic and all of that stuff to be that thing that drives you. Because when you get all out of sorts like that, it makes you sometimes write a check that your, your situation can't cash. So when these storms come, don't get all in your feelings and in your emotions. Don't let fear and anxiety and all that stuff drive you, but pause. Just stop for a minute. The second P is ponder. That means to think. Just take a minute and think. Consider everything that's on the table. Think about how your next move will be or what your next move will be. Think about if this next move that you make, if it can hurt you or if it will help you, okay? If you're already in an uncomfortable situation, if you make the wrong move in the middle of the storm, it can actually do more damage than good because you do know that if we're talking about an actual storm, right, and there's a tornado warning, it would not be wise for you to run outside right at that moment. But instead, it would be wise for you to take cover. It would be wise for you to get in your bathtub or go into your basement if you have a basement in your home. It would not be wise for you to just run outside of your house in the middle of a tornado. Well, that's why you would ponder. You would have to think 
what do I do from here? Let me collect my thoughts and consider what my next move will be. How should I decide to make this move? I'm not going to make this move out of emotion. I'm going to think this through because I don't want my next move to put me in a worse situation than I'm already in. The third thing is pray. That's the third P, is pray. You're not in this alone, okay? I want you to realize that, that you are not in this storm alone. God loves you, and he wants to guide you, and he wants to help you through this storm. Take this time out and pray. Seek wisdom from God. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Don't lean on your own understanding, okay? Because, listen, sometimes it's our own understanding that gets us into these messes sometimes or gets us into these storms. So don't lean to your understanding, but take the time once you pause and stop for a minute and collect your thoughts. Then when you ponder, you think about, okay, what, what, let, let me consider my next move. Three. You pray. You talk to God. He's there with you. He wants to help you. He wants to advise you. He wants to give you wisdom on how to handle this. He wants to direct your path if you will listen to the voice of the Lord and and seek his face in this matter. Number four is proceed. See, that's the fourth P in surviving the storm, is that once you've done the first three things that you pause, you ponder, and then you pray, remember, like I said, you are not alone, okay? Um, you, you, you don't want this storm to paralyze you. You don't want this storm to stagnate you, because a lot of times when a storm comes, we allow the storm to overtake us. But don't, don't let it stop you. Don't let it put you behind, and don't let it stagnate you. Don't let it make you feel as though you can't go on. Proceed. Go forward. Don't let it set you back. Don't let it get you off of your path. Remember that God loves you and he wants you to succeed. Sometimes storms come because we get on the wrong path, okay? Sometimes we do put ourselves in these situations, and we have to own up to that. But God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we confess our sin, right? So some storms we put ourselves in, but I I just believe that, when we acknowledge God, when we talk to him and we seek forgiveness, and and like I said, some of those storms we didn't ask for. Some stuff we were doing everything right. We were in the will of God, but life just happened. You know, Jesus tells us that in this life you will have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So, again, I want you to proceed. That is the fourth P to proceed. Listen, God sometimes will allow storms 
in order for you to regain your focus. Every storm that comes is not a punishment. Sometimes God has to shake some things up. Sometimes God has to let the wind blow through there. Sometimes God has to make it rain just so we can get our focus back. Because guess what? Sometimes we're going so fast down a path or in a direction that if God don't throw a little bad weather our way, listen, we won't pause. We won't ponder. We won't pray. We won't seek his faith. And then we won't proceed with our purpose. We won't proceed with the thing that we know we were supposed to be doing in the first place. So sometimes it's not just because we're doing something bad, and it's not even because in this life we'll have tribulation, but sometimes it's God himself allowing a little weather to come so that he can get some things back in order. Come on, you do know the story of Noah, right? God had to bring a storm, right, to, to, to do some damage control, to clean up some things. But in the midst of even that storm, he protected his own. He protected Noah. He protected Noah's family and the animals in that storm. See, God created that storm, but that storm was a blessing in the end. Sometimes, listen to me, storms can come because you are on the right path. Listen to me, lady. Sometimes they can come because you are doing what you're supposed to be doing. Maybe you're pleasing God. You're in the will of God. You know, you, everything you're doing, your life is happy, your life is on course, it's on track, but guess what? The enemy is mad because everything is good in your life, and the enemy wants to come along and distract you or discourage you. And so he'll do things like stir up a storm so that he can frustrate you or try to overtake you with the drama that comes from a storm, right? So, so, so. So the enemy will sometimes cause a storm. Just know, listen to me, ladies, just know, when you take the time to pause, ponder, and pray, you will then be equipped to proceed. Because like I said, the Bible says that if you acknowledge God in all of your ways, he will direct your path. Ladies, I hope that this message helped you because we can sometimes complicate things to a degree. Sometimes we can stress our own selves out by overthinking things. But I believe that God had me talk to you tonight just to give you four simple P's. And like I said, I call it the P4 method. And if you can remember that and keep that in your spirit, whenever a storm comes, wherever it's coming from, it could come from God, it could come from the enemy, it could, it could come from the tribulations of life. Wherever this storm has arised from, it could come as a result of your own disobedience. But whatever reason this storm has entered your life, listen to me. If you can remember the P4 method, I believe that you will survive the storm. Just remember to pause. Just stop for a minute. Quit moving and just stop. 
Just chill out for a minute. Stop. Ponder. Ponder means to think and collect your thoughts. Pray. Talk to God. Get in his presence. And four is proceed. And the reason why I say proceed is because, like I keep telling you, you don't want the enemy to stagnate you in the storm. Because, see, let's look at the life of Jesus for a minute. He faced one of the biggest storms of life that any of us could, could ever imagine handling, and that was the storm of crucifixion. Crucifixion, excuse my vernacular there. But Jesus, who did no harm, was mistreated, abused, beaten, and went through a lot. He went through torture. He went through a very bad storm. But you know what? He kept his eyes on the prize. He proceeded. He never said, you know what, this is too hard. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to quit. You know what, you're dragging me from court to court. Okay, I done went from Pilate's court. Now you taking me over here. I'm done with this. I'm going back to heaven. I'm not, I'm not guilty of anything. I'm not going back and forth to court. What? You're ripping my clothes off of me. You're beating me. What? I'm not, I'm not, I didn't do anything to deserve this. I'm quitting. No, he didn't say that. When they paraded him through the streets and made him carry his own rugged cross, though painful it was, he didn't say, you know what, I'm not doing this. It's hot out here. Y'all done already beat me. I'm half naked. I'm, I'm bleeding. And this cross is heavy. That's it. Daddy, Abba, take me out of here. He never said that. Even when he got to Calvary's Hill, Galgotha, when he got there, and they threw his beat-up and bruised body down on a hard, rugged cross, and they stretched him wide, and they pulled his legs down, and they began to brutally nail him in all agony to a, to a cross, a rugged cross, a painful cross, a cross that the Bible says earlier that any that hangeth on a tree is accursed. So Jesus was sitting there taking on being considered a curse, something that was so holy and so pure. The precious lamb of God was allowing himself to be subjected to a cursed thing. But he never said, nope, I'm not doing this. It's just becoming too much for me. No, he proceeded. He kept going. He kept going. Once they nailed him, they put him up and stood him up high. Yeah, see, the word says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. See, Jesus understood that Calvary had to happen. So he allowed the storm, but he just stayed focused in it, and he proceeded on with his purpose. He didn't let the pain stop him. He didn't let the ridicule stop him. He didn't let the embarrassment stop him. No, no, he didn't. He kept going. He proceeded with the plan. He proceeded with his purpose. And guess what? 
he died. But guess what's even better? On the third day, he got up with all power. So, ladies, sometimes the storm may feel like it's going to kill you. But if you hang in there, if you hang in there, just proceed. That Just remember these four Ps, pause, ponder, pray, and proceed. Don't get stuck in the storm. Don't let the storm eat you up. Don't get lost in the storm. You got to keep going through it because guess what? Just like Jesus, you'll get up too. Your victory will come after the storm. So don't worry about what it looks like. Just remember that you have the victory in Jesus as long as you don't let the storm hold you back. Proceed. Keep going. Move forward. That is how you survive the storm. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, for every woman under the sound of my voice, Father, no matter what they've gone through, Father God, no matter what storm they find themselves in, Lord God, Father, help them know that you are a shelter. You are their fortress, Lord God, that you are a very present help in the time of trouble. And, Father God, help them to know that you control the climate, that you can make the storm cease. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just reminded me, thank you, Holy Spirit. God said that it's not a P4 method. He said it's a P5 method because the Holy Spirit just reminded me of one more thing that helped to get you through a storm, and he said it's peace, my God. He said, peace, because you do remember when the disciples were on the boat, right? And they were on there, and Jesus was in the bottom sleep, and the storm came on the water, right? The Bible says that, that when it came and the winds and the waves were tossing them to and from, they all got scared. And Jesus just got up on nonchalant and looked at that storm and said, peace. Be still and went back to sleep. Ha! That's another one. So the Holy Spirit just told me that it's not just a P4 method, but it's a P5 method. Yeah, you're to pause. You're to ponder. You're to pray. And in the middle of you proceeding going forward, you are to have the peace of God with you. Speak to that storm. Command it to peace. But you know what? Even if you can't control that storm, because guess what? It might be storming right now outside of my window, but guess what? I may not be able to control what's going on out there, but guess what I can control? I can say peace to my spirit. I can command my spirit to calm the heck down and let God be God and let me trust him. I can command the peace of God which surpasses all understanding to 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 be made perfect in my life through Christ Jesus, my goodness. So the P4 method has no longer the P4. It is now the P5 method, ladies, because of the unction of the Holy Spirit. So if you remember to pause, remember to ponder, remember to pray, remember to proceed with the peace of God being with you. So again, Father, as I close this message out, I pray that every woman 
under the sound of my voice, will survive the storms of life. Thank you, Father God. Peace. Peace. Jesus says, my peace I leave you in times of storm. So you have a tool, ladies. You have something to get you through the storms of life. They don't have to take you out. You know, I'm reminded of right now, thank you, Holy Ghost, I'm reminded of Sandy, that storm that happened, what, about two years ago, that tore up New Jersey. My goodness, I'm a northern girl. I live in Atlanta, but I'm from up north. And the boardwalk is a beautiful place. I've been to New Jersey before. and. You know, um, even just the city of New York. But, but, but New Jersey is such a beautiful, the boardwalk was an amazing place. And it, all it took was for a storm to come through and just tear it all up. A landmark that has been a part of American history since the 1800s, just at a blink of an eye, just got washed away in one storm. But you know what? Those people are still alive because guess what? That boardwalk can be rebuilt. Just because a storm come and tear up some stuff, it don't have to tear you up. It, it may tear up everything around you. It may do a whole lot of damage, but don't let it damage you because you're bigger than the storm. You're better than the storm. You are more than a conqueror. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank Pastor Houston for that awesome, awesome word for us tonight. My God. Paul, Tom, the praise. Proceed and keep. Oh, hallelujah. We thank the woman of God for bringing such a powerful message for us tonight, my God. We just thank the Lord how she was given so much. And as we proceed on tonight, Pastor, this time we just give you the opportunity to invite anyone to Christ who has not given their life to you. So we give you this moment to come in your own way um, for the invitation to Christ. Yes, yes, gladly. You know, I'm one of those people, y'all. Like I said, I, I try to keep it as simple as I can. Let me tell you the truth. I was a party girl. I used to drink and run the streets, be in the club. I, had, I was a teenage mother. And you know what? God looked at my life one day and said, I can use you. One day I just decided to trust Jesus. I had tried everything in the streets. But I said, you know what, let me try God. And I trusted God, and that was the best decision I ever made. See, the streets don't look good to me no more. The streets aren't fun to me anymore. All the party life, all the stuff I used to do, none of that gratifies me anymore because when I met Jesus, Jesus changed my heart. When I met Jesus, he changed my life. He changed my appetite for the things of this world. So it made me want to be a different person. It made me want to be a better person. Jesus made me that better person. 
And you know what? It wasn't about a bunch of religion. It wasn't about a bunch of rules. But you know what it was about? It was about that man that I was describing to you that preceded, that he loved little old me, little Miss Ratchet me, enough to die for me, that that he allowed all that abuse, he allowed himself to be beaten and mistreated just so I can be saved. And what does being saved mean? Let me explain what that means. Being saved is where we're, we're all born separated from God. Because of the fall of man at the beginning of time with with Adam and Eve, um, they caused us to be disconnected to God. So everyone who was born after Adam and Eve are born, what the Bible says, into sin. That means we're born separated from God. And the Bible teaches us that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. In other words, The only price that can be paid for your sin is clean blood, okay? And that's how God does it. That's his way of doing it, so we got to roll with that. We don't make the rules, God does, okay? So no matter how much you give to charity, how much you give to the homeless person you pass every day downtown, no matter how many times you babysit your neighbor's kids, all of those are some really nice things you do, but none of that gets you into heaven. What gets you connected to God is that blood that I was talking about. And the only one worthy enough to shed that blood is his son, Jesus Christ. That's why John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, his only begotten son, that whoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so what I'm saying here is that when you believe in Jesus, when you accept his gift of death on the cross, that was a gift to you. Jesus traded places with you. He said, I'll take on your sin with my blood. But if you believe me, it's kind of like, you know how at a VIP party, (laughs) you know how you need a a special pass to get in? Well, that's how heaven is. Heaven is the ultimate VIP. And you can get in if you say, oh, yeah, I'm with Jesus. (laughs) That's how you get in. You get in by saying, I'm with Jesus. He died for me. I believe in him. I accepted his gift of death on the cross, and I believe that he rose on the third day and that he's seated in heavenly places at the right hand of the Father. I I believe in the deity of Christ. It's that simple. All you got to do is just believe that Christ died for you. Accept the gift, and you're connected. It's that simple. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth that Jesus died for you, that you'll be saved. And saved means saved from eternal separation from God. That's what saved means. See, 
when we die, we all have to go somewhere because our our flesh die, our physical body will die, but our spirit lives on, okay? And once you die, your spirit has to go somewhere. It doesn't just go to the mall. It doesn't hang out at the ball game. It either goes to a heaven or to a hell. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. There's no purgatory. There's only heaven or hell. You get into heaven by your relationship with Christ. Remember I told you that's that VIP. That's how you get in is because you accept the gift of him dying for you, and you say, you confess and say, yep, I believe you died for me, Jesus. I'm rolling with you now. It's just that simple. That gets you in. That means you are saved. That means that you are saved from hell. Now, let me explain a little bit about hell. Hot, fire, the devil, okay? Those are the key things you need to remember. And eternal separation from God. That means there'll be no more praying when you get down there because God don't hear you when you're down there. There's no more, but you know what? I take that back. God can hear you because the Bible tells us if you make your bed in heaven, he, he can hear you there. But the thing about it, once you've made your choice, because, see, you know we can choose to go to hell by not choosing Jesus, Okay? We don't have to be religious fanatics. We just have to believe that Christ came for us and died for us. It doesn't mean that you're going to be all religious and spooky. It just means that you accepted the gift. But Jesus does want you to be discipled, meaning that once you give your life to him by saying, I believe, yeah, there's some things that should change about you. You know, you shouldn't be doing all the same stuff you used to do. But you know what? I'm not here to talk about that right now. Right now, I just want to get you saved. I want you connected with with God because that's what you can't promise the next five minutes. You can literally die five minutes from now. You know those storms we were talking about? What if an earthquake happened right now? What if a plane crashed and fell into your house right now? What if you're driving and a drunk driver ran a light or somebody's texting and just ran a light and hit you? Your life can be taken. What if you just, I mean, anything medically could just happen right now. You never know the day or the hour that God is going to call you to death. So why not be ready? Why not be ready? Accept Jesus today. I'm here to offer him to you. Will you accept the gift of Christ today? If there's anyone on this phone, if you say, you know what, yeah, I've been a sinner. I haven't really been living my life for God. It's okay. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. We've all been there. Man, I was probably the worst one on this call. I probably was, for real, for real. And I'm here to tell you, if God can change me, if God can love me, he can love anybody. So I want to invite you, if there's anyone on this call that says, you know, I know I haven't been living for God. I haven't really even been in relationship with God. I know I've made some poor choices and, 
I know that things haven't really been right with me and God, but I want to make those things right. And I want to ask Jesus into my heart. And maybe you've already asked him a long time ago, but maybe you've gotten away from God and gotten away from Jesus. Well, this is your time to come back to him. Don't be separated from God. Don't be eternally separated because think about your worst hot day. No, I want you to think about your car in the summer with no air conditioning, right? Okay, hell is worse than that. Hell means your whole body is on fire for eternity. Now, in case you don't get the grasp of what eternity is, let's just say you're 35 years old today. Well, You've lived 35 years, and you know what that feels like, right? Well, you'll live about 3 million more 35 years and counting. Like, it'll never stop. Eternity means it won't stop. It doesn't mean you'll burn for a day. You won't burn for six months, but you'll burn, like, forever. So however long you've been living is like an eye blink in the, in the time span of eternity, because time doesn't stop. So I just want you to understand, and I'm not trying to frighten you, but I just want you to hear me when I tell you we never know when we'll take our last breath. And if you have someone saying, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, will you accept them? You, you don't have to worry about, you know, being just some big different person. Just let God do the rest. Once you give your life to God, God will clean you up. It's his responsibility to, to get you right. He'll speak to your heart, but when he speaks to you, listen to him. Obey him. If God says, I want you to quit smoking, quit smoking. If God says, I want you to quit having sex before you're married, well, stop doing that. If God says, I don't want you drinking and getting behind the wheel of a car, do what God says because God loves you and he wants to protect you and he's slowly trying to clean your life up. God is amazing. He's awesome. And we're all different and God knows how to deal with each one of us. You know, God may say sometimes like, mm, stop watching so much of that love and hip hop. Stop watching so much of them housewives because he's trying to get you away from some of those things that he knows that's taming you. So he may ask little things, and when you feel those little nudges, just start backing away from them because that's God working in you to change you and grow you into someone different. Will you accept him today? I know that was long, but he's a loving God, and he wants to do great things in your life. Will you accept him? I don't know. We may have the phones on mute. But if they are on mute, you can just pray right now where you are. You can just confess with your mouth, Jesus, I accept you. You can say it right where you are. Even though I think these lines are muted, but that's okay. God can hear you. I don't, I don't need to hear you. Just say, Jesus, I'll accept you today. Come into my heart. That's all. Say, I believe you. I believe in you and I trust you. And the, that's it. It's just that simple. Well, Father, 
real quick, Minister Robin, Father, I just want to pray if there's anyone who accepted you tonight. Father, we applaud their effort. We applaud that they took a step for you. We say hallelujah. The angels are singing and rejoicing right now. So, Father, I just thank you so much for anyone on this call who said yes to Jesus. And, Father, I'm looking forward to the testimonies of what life with you is going to be like for them. So we give you all the glory, honor, and the praise, and it's in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Minister Robin. Amen, amen. Pastor, call to always sing this song. We're going to keep that going. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just now. Just Father God. And Father, we even thank you for her commitment to her family, Lord God. Father, we know that she does a lot. She does a whole lot. She works a job. She takes care of her family. She does the ministry. She helps her husband. So, Father, I'm asking right now that you would just give her the strength, Lord God. Father, give her everything she needs, Lord God. 
and bless her, Lord God, for all that she gives out, Lord God. Return it back to her. Bless her, Lord God. Bless her socks off for all that she does, Father God. Father, we thank you for her faithfulness, Lord God. Father, we're asking, Lord God, even for her husband right now, I just feel led to pray for him that you will heal his body in the name of Jesus. Lord God, there's nothing too hard for you, Father. There is nothing too hard for you, Father God. By the stripes of Jesus, we declare his healing in the name of Jesus, Lord God. So, Father, we just thank you so much, Lord God, that that there's healing in your wings, Father. And, Lord God, I'm just praying, Father, that, that he will continue to seek after you, Lord God, that he will not lose hope, he won't be discouraged, but that he will declare and decree the victories and the work of the Lord. And, Father, as I just continue to pray for Robin, Lord God, I pray that you give her clarity, Lord God. I'm just sensing right now that there are some things unclear, Lord God, that she's trying to decide, Lord God, and she's trying to make a decision on right now. But, Father, I'm praying, Lord God, that that you will let that mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, that, that she'll have the mind of Christ in that matter and that she will choose, thus saith the Lord, that she won't choose in her own flesh and in her own, uh, um, what am I trying to say, in her own convenience, but she will choose based on what your word is saying, Lord God, because there's a blessing in your word. So, Father, I pray, Lord God, that she uh, um, will go at this thing with tenacity and that she will just, you know, even, even like our five Ps tonight, that she will just pause. She'll ponder. She'll think about it and she'll pray about it before she makes this decision to proceed, Lord God, and give her a peace about it while she's making this choice and this this decision, Lord God. So I just thank you for her right now, Lord God. And I again, Lord God, I just can't get away from them finances too, Lord God. I'm praying that you will supply her needs, Lord God. I'm praying that her met, the medical bills will be paid in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I'm praying that they are covered. Lord God, that they will not be in debt because of medical bills. They will not be in debt because of other issues, Lord God, but that you will bless them financially in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And I'm I'm even feeling something about a son or something. But, Father, you know even the situation with that, with the son. And, I'm Father, I'm just asking that you would touch and bless her son right now. You know. Lord God, and it's in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I thank you uh, for that uh, pastor because you, guys, uh, you might not know, but we started uh, a ministry in March called House of Refuge Ministry, and we're there um, first, uh, we're there second and fourth and, and who, so Who started that ministry? I did. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, March the 22nd was our very first um, service. So um, we're there on second and fourth Sundays each month. And, uh, you know, being in a small group is getting a lot of the finances are coming out of, out of you know, our pocket. And I was just um, looking at the Lord, I got to pay for the, for the rooms next month and pay real time. I'm going to be. But I trust in God, and I know that He did not give me this vision to be 
So I thank you tonight for um for that conversation. I thank you for that prayer. Amen. Yeah, I didn't know that you started it. Praise God, and I definitely will be praying for your ministry. But, yeah, I believe it. I just kept hearing finances, so that's why I kept asking God for that. And I believe that he's got you. And like I said, whatever decision, you know, don't make it quickly. Think about it, ponder it, and make whatever the God choice is, you make that choice. Don't make it out of convenience. But whatever God is saying, that's what you do. Amen. 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 No one else needs prayer on tonight, but we thank you once again, Pastor, Jesus, for coming on and giving that awesome word on tonight. Um, we're so grateful, so thankful for the praise report about Pastor Carpenter. Hallelujah. Yes. Good God is good. We can continue to lift him up. We continue to pray for a speedy recovery. Hallelujah. Um, well, I guess we'll give a few small announcements and uh, we'll let the woman of God uh, close out um, in, in, um, in her own way. So if there's, there's no one on the line tonight, no one else that needs prayer. Amen, amen. Thank everyone for coming on the line tonight. Just a really quick um, uh, announcement. The very first one is we thank you all once again for joining us for our women's revival. We have one more um, Wednesday, so please come back next Wednesday, same time, same number. Also, on Mondays and Saturdays, uh, Pastor Carpenter has his Bible study, and he has the Real Talk Show and Ladies Night at the Roundtable. Um, those are same time, same number. And I also, uh, Pastor Alfred, have a line on Tuesday nights, which is called House of Refuge Ministry. Um, the same number you call in on tonight will be that number. The code will be one three six four seven two pound one pound. We just started uh, yesterday. We're talking about the, the uh, gate and Nehemiah three on how they are uh, connected to our spiritual walk. Our first gate was the sheep gate. Next Tuesday we will start with the fish gate. So if you're able to come out and join us. Um, Please come out and, and uh, be a blessing and get blessed. We're also hooked up with uh, Dr. Pastor uh, Patricia Charles on Thursday night. Uh, she has her Bible study, and Pastor Carpenter was doing that, but um, as you know, in his absence, uh, she will take that over. Their number is 646-307-1990. Um, their code is 153-127-263, and they're on Thursday night at 715. And we're hooked up with um, the, uh, with the Real Talk 101 by Evangelist Easter. She just started this. I think hers on Monday and Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock. Uh, her number is 712-775-7031. Her code is 954-773-172. Um, I think I did say Wildpad Ministry. In case I did not, I'll say that again. I'm not sure. But Wildcat Ministry is Friday night at 7 o'clock with Elder Renee Brooks. Her number is 712-775-7035 with a code of 153388-POUND1-POUND. 
So if you get a chance, please join um, those ministries, and I'm sure Pastor Houston has some members that you can call to um, also join her. So with that being said, we allow her to uh, give out any of her information of the lines that she's on, and we allow her to close out and how uh, she chooses. Amen. Thank you so much. Yes, as she was stating, I do do a call as well. Um, I don't know if you if you guys are on social media. If you're on Facebook, you can find me on there at Nia Houston. That's Nia, N-E-A, Houston, like the city. Um, also, what I can do is I can post, um, like, some of my info on the Young Men and Women's Facebook page just so you guys can have my information. And you can follow me. But I do a call every Wednesday morning, and it's for ladies only, and it's titled Whatever Wednesdays. And we meet at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday. The only time we don't do it is when it falls directly on a major holiday, like if it falls on Christmas Eve, Christmas, or New Year's Eve, or something like that, or if it falls like on the 4th of July. But other than that, we have it. And the number to that, if you happen to have a pencil, is 712-435. I'm sorry, wait, is that right? No, I gave you the wrong number. Hold on, I'm thinking about my, I'm sorry, guys. I'm thinking about my work number. It's, um, ah, just one second, y'all, because I'm thinking about my darn work number. But it's um, 712-432-4444. And the access code is 442017, followed by the pound sign. And um, like I said, I will post this stuff to the um, Young Men and Women's uh, Facebook page so that you can have the information. But, you know, I think everything has been said tonight. Um, I'm so glad to hear the good report, the progressive report of uh, Reverend Carpenter. Um, Minister Robin has made the announcement. We've done the invitation to Christ. We've prayed. So I guess there's nothing else to do but for us to go in peace and have a blessed and wonderful evening. Nice talking to you all, and you guys take care and be blessed. God bless.